Hey there, good day to you, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Just riding along this morning, and uh, just thinking about what we would call chronic issues. And, and this morning, I'm just thinking about in the natural, like physical bodies. Um, I don't know if you or someone you know, I guess most people have some sort of issue physically that we could call chronic. Chronic, of course, to me, being defined as something is just always present, frequently dealt with um, in our natural bodies. And for many years, I've had chronic neck and shoulder pain, muscle spasms, and I've had it for man, for so long. I I remember I was in a very bad accident. Oh, goodness, like 1992, maybe? Um, I already had structural, like, skeletal issues before that um, that were a concern. But I rear-ended a truck pretty intensely um, in, in the early 90s and totaled my truck and I rear-ended them so hard I just really messed up my neck I know and uh, you know from then on I've just always known chronic neck pain and as with anything I'm not this isn't going to be a podcast where I just complain I'm just thinking through some things of course we probably all know someone in our family or a, um, you know, a, a neighbor or, or anyone in our life who, who has a real debilitating chronic issue, infirmity, disease even. Um, I've known several people in my life who have chronic back pain. Um, so much so that they have to be really heavily medicated to really endure the day. And, you know, whether it's, you know, let's say it's something where it's extreme diabetes or, or something that requires kidney dialysis several times a week, you know, these bodies that are intricately created by God are in a fallen state. My spirit man is flourishing, it's alive, it's been regenerated, it's been made new, it's been freed, moved from death to life, but it's housed in this body that is still under the curse of death. And you know, this, this can kind of be a topic for discussion with people who believe in spiritual immunity and like, I should never feel pain, I should never sneeze, I'll never get yeah, all these things, right? Well, you know, let's just get let's just get right to the simplicity of of the fact of well, let's let, again, let's strip all these things back and look at the black and white realities that like it is appointed now for every man to die. Like we will all die a physical death unless and we won't get into <laughs> like the second coming of Jesus, 
because I don't believe in a my clothes fall at the ground at my feet folded up like perfect little napkins and I get whoop sucked up into space. I don't believe in that. And so I'm not waiting for like, well, if I don't die a physical death, the only way that I won't is if Jesus returns in the skies and I'm sucked up like a giant vacuum to meet him in the clouds. I don't I don't agree with the the traditional as new as it is, of course, rapture doctrine. And so, well, where does that leave me? Like, well, <laughs> it leaves me in a life of endurance is where it leaves me. It leaves me in the life of, of opposing escapism. And so as I'm thinking this morning, and, and why am I even bringing this up? Well, the last couple of days, I've just really been down. Um, it was my son's birthday and over the weekend, we rented this 18-foot-tall inflatable water slide. Well, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. <laughs> and so I spent a good amount of time sliding down this thing with, with my son and, and 10 other children. And it was a blast. It was fun. I knew going into it that there was a high probability that my body would not respond well, but I considered it worth it. And well, I, I woke up Monday morning, and other than pretty much changing out ice packs and refreshing the Advil dosage, I was out for the whole day and a good part of yesterday. And because it's not anything new, I just have continued to ask the Lord for years Instead of just, oh God, take this away, take this away. God, you've got to help me. If this is going to remain in my life, especially as I age, what do I do? Like, I'm not going to go into all the details and I'm not boo-hooing. It's just very debilitating. I can't think straight. It's very much migraine-ish. I can't function. Like, I have no mental clarity I mean, it's just, it's a complicated thing. And I'm full aware that there, there are thousands of people, if not more, very much worse off than me. I'm not, this is no pity party day for, for me, okay? But it is something for me personally, like my son is very used to hearing mommy say, well, you know, we just got to let daddy rest. Daddy needs to lay down. And that bothers me. You know, I don't like that. But I can't change it. I do pray that God would heal me, that he would relieve me of the issues that I have. I see a chiropractor. I try to be, you know, I take, I take steps to, to help myself. Try not to be too foolish with what I do and what I bite off on the farm to overdo it, although I do. But what I'm trying to get at is what do we do with these chronic issues in our life? Physical, spiritual, mental? Issues in our life that we have to just sit back and reckon with the fact that they are in fact present. I know a lot of people who just try to ignore things we could go through, if I had spent time on this, we could have written out several points and, you know, made this more clear than it will likely become. But 
we could sit down and write out our responses as human beings to difficult chronic matters in our life. I know a lot of people spiritually who just try to really, by mental ascent, by just, it's not taking your thoughts captive, it's, it's more of just covering your eyes and not looking at it and pretending it doesn't exist, quoting spiritual mantras. And that's surely not a solution. Some people may take the I'm an overcomer approach. This can't have me. I'm not going to give a millimeter to it. Look at me. I'm a victorious overcomer. Even though there's no evidence of that, and, and we have to be careful because we're sitting here on a little, a little hinge of true faith versus wishful thinking and, and strength of self, of course. Because those two can, boy, those two can be very much mistaken for one another, can't they? And so we have a lot of these dilemmas in our life, physically, spiritually, mentally, of issues that just don't seem to go away, that we just can't seem to shake. Well, what do we do with these things? How do we not just settle for them? How do we not just retreat and retract and say, well, that's just the way it is, and kind of allow them to have their way with us? And how do we avoid just kind of the turning the blind eye and playing dumb, playing ignorant, like, nope, not going to think about it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an overcomer. I'm in Jesus. Not going to think about it. Not going to talk about it. I'm just going to scare it away in the name of Jesus in my, in my own strength and efforts. You know, what do we do? I'm, I'm, I'm literally asking just a very practical question. And I would say just kind of off the top of my head, I guess, where I'm at this morning, where I've been in the last few days, we've had a, a small resurgence of some things in our household with my son in some physical matters that have been gone for most of the year, have knocked on the door again, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, here's that feeling. What will I do? My old habitual pattern was fear, dread, Oh no, 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 no. You know, like if you're a if you're a passenger and somebody driving very quickly and they run up on another vehicle and, and you're fully convinced they're gonna ram them, what do you do? Well you put your feet on the floorboard and you push. You may not say anything, but inside you're cringing and bracing yourself for something you are completely you are completely not in control of. <laughs> you're 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 futile. Your efforts are futile. You, you can press on that floorboard as hard as you want, but that car's not stopping. That's really what we, what we tend to do. That's what I have to fight off spiritually, mentally. When things come, especially with my son, my old way of thinking was just like checking out and, and if not physically, mentally leaving the room. I can't do it. Can't take it. I'm out of here. And, and easily give room for fear to have its way because of a natural circumstance that is, in fact, very hard 
But surely the scriptures are true when the Lord has given us a way to endure. A way to endure in the not yet. A way to endure in the this does not look right now how I believe it should look. Or of course, easily said, it doesn't look anything like I wish it would look. What do we do? I believe it was my last podcast talking about enduring to the end. I believe that this is part of that as well. Because my hope, my faith, my expectation has got to be set from an eternal position. An eternal position. And not in a wishful thinking way or an escapism way, but in a truth that is absolutely rooted and established in faith that what I read about my life, the life of my son, the life of everyone that I will ever encounter and know, is a vapor. This natural life is literally and truly a vapor of a life. I don't use that to be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my eyes and squint real hard and remind myself that this is nothing, this is nothing, this is nothing, but rather somehow be rooted and established in the truth that God, give me your eternal perspective. What is in this circumstance, in this situation? Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear what you would say to me in the midst of it. Rather than just pleading it's removed, what in the world would you have me do right now in the midst of this moment? That is as futile as me slamming my feet on the floor of a floorboard of a car I'm not driving. God, you are in control. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend that I am. I'm not going to grab the wheel. I have given you the wheel of my life. I have given you the control of my life, of my household, of my family, of all the circumstances that I'm in, that I could always go into great length as any one of us could. This matter right now in my life, God, it stinks. What in the world is this here for? And from my own limited perspective, this is just a bunch of nonsense. This, is, this isn't good. What good can come of this? Well, I need a, mind, a mindset change. I need the mind of Christ who looks to the Father and says, God, surely you know. You know why. I cry out to you. I turn to you. I ask you. I present my requests to you, my petitions to you, and I wait. And I do it again, and I wait. And I do it again, and I wait. As a mature son, resting in the fact of what I've been saying for this last month at least, he holds all things. And again, what did I say the other day? If anybody listened to the message about going out into the vast ocean after being regenerated, after saying I will abandon my will, I will abandon my way, I will abandon my course. In his heart, a man plans his course, but what? The Lord determines his steps. I have placed myself upon the vessel of the will of the Lord out onto the sea, an unknown sea, where his spirit will blow me where he wills. And I have to believe that he's not going to shipwreck me or turn me over 
or allow more than this vessel can take to overcome me. I have to truly believe that that is true. Because there's plenty in our lives that unless we understand and truly believe the promise and the, could we say, prophecy of Jesus the Christ, which is if you follow me, you will be persecuted. You will have troubles. You will have trials. In this life, you will be overcome if you do not remain in me. And friends, that's absolutely true. If your life is easy, if everyone agrees with you, if you don't ruffle some feathers, if you don't face adversity, what in the world are you doing? Because we're promised that must be part of the fruit of the Christ-like life. That's part of our encouragement. That's part, I believe, of what edifies us and us reminding our brothers and sisters of that fact. That, brother, this is the fruit of God. We're, be giving, we're being given an opportunity to endure together. We are being given an opportunity to receive something that would, that would rightly brand us as worthy of the call of the Christ life. Let's be worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. Let's be called worthy together. Right? Let's endure together. That's the value of the brotherhood. If you don't need other brothers and sisters in your life, in the body, if you don't fellowship with anyone, if you don't have someone in your life and you don't need that, I would cause that causes great question for me. The Scriptures tell us of the necessity of the fellowship of believers, the enduring together, the arm-in-arm spiritual reality of enduring together as Christ Jesus in the plurality of the body. Multiple beings who are the image of the invisible. The necessity of like, I need these brothers here to stand beside me and remind me of what is true. We need one another. We need the Spirit of God speaking what is true in the midst of tough, chronic issues in our life that may not go away. So these things, whatever it is in your life that may come to mind, or maybe nothing does, I don't know. What's your position? What's your viewpoint? Are you abandoned to the work of God within it to allow it to to accomplish its work, to perfect you, to sanctify you. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. We are being given opportunities, endless, boundless opportunities to become obedient sons, to become obedient unto the perfect will of the Father that is beyond my control, beyond my guidance and direction. I have yielded to him. I've given him my life. I didn't give him my life so that he improves it according to my definition. I have given him my life and I've said, do what you will, Lord. My life is not my own. 
I will lose my life for your sake. And so in the losing of my life, these trials, these seemingly confusing circumstances, hurtful things, things that seem entirely detrimental from my natural perspective and from my emotions, and of course from the natural man, no, Lord, they're yours. I'm not going to look at them that way. I will be a spiritual man. I will yield because I've given you my life. I don't take it back. I'm not going to grab hold of it because something, oh, whoa, now this is questionable, God. I don't understand this one. Um, Give me the wheel for a while, please. No, it doesn't work that way. Our lives, should we have been in a place where we have been refashioned, regenerated, recreated, the heart exchange reality, if that's taken place, friends, our lives are not our own. It's not. This life is not mine. In my heart, I will plan my course. Yes, I have a course in my mind, in my heart, in that innermost place. I have a course. I have to. That's okay. But the Lord has to determine each step of that course, of the path, because it's His path. It's ultimately His, yielded to His ways, yielded to what He allows to come to me. The key is my response. Our response is everything. So may we be spiritual men, yielded to what comes. Chronic, daily, minute by minute, once a month, whatever it is, the hard things that come just kind of randomly, all these things, however they present themselves, may we just sit back as mature believers and say, God, I wait on you. I wait on you. I come to you. I'm presenting myself to you. I'm crying out to you in humility and in dependence. In space dependence. (laughs) This is yours. This is yours. If it's in my life and my life is hidden with Christ in you, hey, I will respond how you ask me to. You just need to speak to me. And we wait and we wait and we wait, whether that's an answer we're given in the moment or an answer we receive when I look at him face to face. I wait. And that's fine. It's not easy. I don't like it, and I don't do it well, but we have to do it. We have to. So present those things to the Lord today, friend. Just take them to Him. First, abandoned. God, I can't do this in my own strength. That's why we need a Savior. You didn't need a Savior the day you were born again. You need a Savior today. And I need a Savior today. And I will need one tomorrow. And I will need one for the rest of my days. Amen.